0: Welcome back to the Step Into Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Danny Underwood, a lawyer turned mindset coach, a mum, and a high vibe boss babe. This podcast is here to delve into all things mindset and self-development to help you step into your power and become the best version of yourself. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Step Into Your Power podcast. So I have some very exciting news this week. So if you haven't seen already over on my Instagram, I am hosting a free masterclass on the keys to creating change in your life. And so I will be delving into how to overcome fear and self-doubt so that you can take action, how to gain clarity in your life, how to create behavioral change and how to persevere when things get tough or don't go to plan plus much, much more. And there will also be an opportunity to ask me questions at the end of the masterclass. So it is a live masterclass and it will be hosted via Zoom uh, and that will be Tuesday the 29th of March. So this Tuesday coming up at 7.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. So 730 if you are in Sydney, Melbourne or Canberra. Um, if you're in Queensland or Brisbane, sorry, I should say that will be six thirty pm. If you're in SA, that's seven pm, and if you're in WA, that's four thirty pm. So all you have to do to register and to come along to this free masterclass is click the link that I will leave in the show notes to register. Um, You just have to pop your email and name in and then you will be emailed the Zoom link. And, you know, even if you don't want to come on camera, if you just want to sit in the back quietly, um, you can have your camera off, uh, but you can still participate and listen to the masterclass. So I don't mind if you do that. Uh, And even if you can't attend live, you can still register so that then you can be sent a copy of the session. So a replay. So you will only be sent a replay of the masterclass if you register via the link and leave your email there. Otherwise I won't be able to get you the replay. So this is not a masterclass that you want to miss. Um, it is my first masterclass that I'm hosting. And so, you know, I want it to be amazing and it will be amazing. And I'm pretty proud of all the time and love that I've put into this. It is going to be epic and there's going to be so much valuable content that I'm giving you for free. So come along to that. Make sure you register. I'll leave the link in the show notes and it is also in my Instagram bio if you're on Instagram. So today I'm going to be talking about mindfulness practices that will change your life, right? And so Last week I talked about how to step into the best version of yourself and I did discuss briefly you know incorporating techniques into your life such as visualization journaling meditation affirmation and gratitude right to help you step into the best version of yourself and I explained last week the steps you know involved Uh, in stepping into the best version of yourself. So first of all, you know, thinking and learning. So thinking about who you wish to be and fostering that self-awareness. And then the next step was creating an experience, right? So feeling like that person who you wish to be. And so I went through how you can do that through mental rehearsal or in the real world because memory, imagination, and visualization share the same neurological circuits in your brain. And so I went through how you're, you're, you can create that feeling, you know, internally uh, as well as externally, and your brain doesn't know the difference. And then I, I talked about then, you know, you become that person once You've practiced being that person so many times. You've thought about who you want to be. You're clear on that. You've practiced being that person, whether that's internally or externally, that then your brain has memorized that and you just start showing up as that person, right? So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I highly, highly recommend that you go back and listen to that before you then listen to today's episode. And then today's episode is going to be delving into these mindfulness practices or techniques more that I briefly mentioned last week. So, you know how you can incorporate these into your life and practice them, right, to help you step into the best version of yourself. So, I want to start off by saying mindfulness is defined as a calm and present mental state which is achieved by observing one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations without judgment, right? So mindfulness is a state or a feeling, right? And it's one of calmness and presence, being in the present moment, not focusing on the past or the future, but just being present. And making observations so that you can, you know, foster that greater self awareness that I talked about last week without judgment. Let's start off by talking about affirmation, right? So, this is one of the mindfulness practices that you can start to incorporate in your life if you don't already practice affirmation. Right? And if you do practice it, then hopefully this gives you some more insight into, you know, why you're practicing and what, you know, affirmation is doing for you by practicing that, how that's affecting your brain in a good way. So essentially affirmation, which is self-talk, positive self-talk, reconditions your beliefs, Right. So I've talked about your beliefs before, and I've talked about how your past experiences, your childhood conditioning, things that you've observed and witnessed in your life, plus much more creates beliefs that you form. And most of these beliefs are formed in your childhood. Right. And so You know, a lot of us have disempowering or limiting beliefs where we say, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Who am I to do this? Whatever it is, this is too hard. You know, I'm sure you can think of some disempowering beliefs that you either still hold or that you've told yourself in the past. And so your beliefs essentially, you know, affect what you will and won't do in your life right? If you believe you can't do something, then you won't. Whatever you believe to be true is what will come to fruition. And so we want to foster, you know, empowering uh, beliefs and we want to sort of weed out those disempowering beliefs. And so affirmation is a way to do this, to recondition your beliefs so that you start fostering more positive and empowering beliefs that are going to support you in achieving whatever it is you desire in your life. And so, you know, the way you talk to yourself, what you tell yourself either helps you or hinders you with your goals. Like I said, if you tell yourself you can't do something, you won't. If you tell yourself you can, you will. It's as simple as that. And so, you know, I've described to you before how your beliefs actually create your thoughts and then your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings drive your actions, which equals your results in life. So it all you can see how it all starts with your beliefs, which then carries through onto your thoughts, feelings, actions, and ultimately the results you get. So if we want to have, you know, if we want to achieve the results that we, you know, we want big results and big outcomes in our life, we have big desires or goals that we want to achieve, That starts with fostering supportive and empowering beliefs about our abilities and about us and that we can do that. So by affirming positive and empowering beliefs, this causes you to have more empowering thoughts, which causes positive and empowering feelings, you know, i.e. confidence, which drives your behavior equaling a positive behavior that supports your goal. And so, the more you affirm and say these new beliefs or this positive self talk and you you encourage yourself and pep yourself up, right, the more you embed this into your subconscious mind, and the more that you actually start to believe whatever it is you're telling yourself, right because through repetition. Uh, I briefly touched on that last week as well. You create new neural pathways in your brain and through, you know, repetition and repeatedly telling yourself something, it lights up those neural pathways repeatedly uh, until, you know, those neural pathways just run automatically. You just start to think and feel and act like that automatically because you have a deep rooted belief there right? And so we want that to be the positive and empowering belief, not perhaps a disempowering belief, which may be controlling your thoughts, feelings, and actions at the moment, right? And maybe causing you to engage in self-sabotaging behaviors or to have, you know, toxic thought patterns or negative feelings. And so by affirming and reconditioning your beliefs and affirming, you know, positive and supportive new beliefs and Uh, fostering that positive self-talk and through repetition, you can create new neural pathways that will eventually become the automatic way of thinking, feeling and acting for you. And that will eventually override, you know, the neural pathways that are, that are currently lighting up your brain, which may be disempowering for you. So that's affirmation. Now let's talk about gratitude. So I do have a whole podcast episode on gratitude, which you can go back and listen to. And that is episode 15 for reference. So I will link that in the show notes as well. If you want to go back and listen to that one, but just a quick recap. So gratitude is a feeling of thankfulness or appreciation, right? And what you focus on expands. Right? So if you focus on you know appreciation and thankfulness and being grateful for everything that you have and focusing on what you have instead of what you don't have, that's how you'll foster more. If you focus on everything that you don't have, that's that's a good way to foster less, right? So gratitude also improves general well-being, it increases resilience and strengthens social relationship and reduces stress and depression. When you practice gratitude, your brain releases dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin, right? These are chemicals. These are positive feel-good chemicals, right? And so that's how it reduces stress and depression because it's releasing these positive feel-good chemicals, right? So it actually has health benefits as well as, you know, benefits, you in your life and on your mindset and as we all know anyway your mind and body are fiercely interrelated and so that's why you know a benefit to your mind is also a benefit to your physical body and and health as well so you know the more you practice gratitude the more your brain tunes into the positive things of the world uh and it again strengthens those neural pathways in your brain right And conditions them to focus on the positives instead of the negatives. To see the cup as half full instead of half empty. And you'll be amazed at, you know, what opportunities you see when you see the cup as half full instead of half empty. When you see it as half empty and you just write it off. You don't even allow yourself to see opportunities in those situations. And you'll be thankful in advance for achieving your goals. You'll foster a feeling of gratitude in advance. Even when something hasn't come to fruition yet, you know that what you focus on expands and so you'll focus on practicing gratitude for this amazing opportunity or for this amazing thing that you did. And even if you haven't done it yet, you know that it will come to you if you foster gratitude for it and focus on that. Want to know my secret formula to turn your desires into reality? Download my free Manifesting Magic ebook linked in the show notes. So next, I want to talk about visualization. So I've already said today, real-time events, imagination and memory share the same neurological circuits in your brain, right? And so this is why visualization is so, so powerful because your brain does not know the difference between what you are making up and visualizing in your brain and what's actually happening in the real world, right? So this means you can literally change your state or how you're feeling at any time through visualizing something or imagining something without actually having to experience any external stimulus so if you think you have to experience an external stimulus to feel happy you are wrong because you can create that you can imagine a situation or imagine something in your mind think about something in your mind that makes you happy and your brain doesn't know the difference between you imagining that and that actually happening so that's ball crap. if you're telling yourself when this happens, I'll be happy or I need this ha- to happen for me to be happy. That is not true. That is not how your brain works, right? I'm telling you, you can create that feeling of happiness uh, in your head through imagination and visualization and your brain will not know the difference between that and, you know, that event actually occurring in the external world. So again, you know, this, also helps you foster self-belief and belief in your abilities because when you visualize something in your mind's eye, right, and you've seen yourself already do something or achieve something in your mind's eye because you've visualized it, then it fosters the self-belief in you that I can do this because you've already seen yourself do it in your mind's eye. And by fostering that self-belief, like I said, that impacts your thoughts. You're going to have empowering thoughts. You're going to have positive feelings. And that's going to drive your behavior to actually take that action and actually do the thing in the real world that you've been visualizing in your mind or mentally rehearsing, right? And so, visualization is also a way to mentally rehearse. And so, through mental rehearsal, by practicing something in your mind, as I said, your brain does not know the difference between you practicing something in your mind and you practicing something in the real world, in the external world. So you can create new neural pathways in your brain by mental rehearsal, through mental rehearsal until, you know, and and through the repetition of continually doing that, then eventually those new neural pathways will become automatic. They will automatically fire and you will just be that person. You know, if you've been mentally rehearsing being confident or um, mentally rehearsing, I don't know, doing a specific action or being a specific person, you will automatically go and do that thing that you've been mentally rehearsing or you will be that person that you've been rehearsing or you will have those feelings that you've been rehearsing. Because your brain, your mind, will have rehearsed it so many times that it's just memorised it. And then you just become that person, which is also what I talked about last week, right? In last week's episode. Now, I also want to talk about meditation. And so the word meditate in Sanskrit means to cultivate oneself. Right? And so to me, like cultivating oneself is like tending to your garden, right? You can perhaps view your mind as a garden and cultivation requires you to, I guess, turn over the soil to see what weeds are there and pull them out, to water the garden so it grows, to plant new seeds So that you can create new beautiful things in your garden and bear new fruit. And so then another meaning of meditate, so meditate in Tibetan, means to become familiar with. And so again, it's becoming familiar with your mind. What's going on inside your mind and becoming familiar with yourself becoming more self-aware. Right, and so the purpose of meditation is to transcend your body, environment and time. Right, so when you meditate, if you're doing it properly, you should just be able to get lost in time. And you know, a lot of people I see, you know, they're they're scared of meditating because they're like, "Oh, I'm going to get bored or when I've previously tried, I've gotten bored." But that's not the point. If you're thinking about being bored, then you've not transcended time. You shouldn't be thinking about the time. You should be sitting in an amazing feeling, right? I often find the feeling to be euphoric. And when I come out of a meditation, I feel so freaking amazing. Like I feel really, really happy. And you just sit in that feeling for as long as it feels good. You don't think about how, how much time has passed. And then when you're done, you're done. And so there are a lot of different meditative techniques, right? And I just also want to say that there's no right or wrong way to meditate, right? Because a lot of people are put off meditation because they think they have to sit on the floor with their legs crossed. And what I want to say is there is no right or wrong way, like whatever feels good for you then you're doing it right. And so I guess, you know, you need to find what feels good for you and and practice certain things. But some tips, you know, some people like to focus on their breath while meditating. So, you know, you might think it's counterintuitive to say, well, you want to transcend your body and then focus on your breath. But focusing on your breath is just that. You're just focusing on your breath. You're not thinking about anything else going on in your body. It's like you are observing yourself, looking down on yourself and just watching yourself breathe or focusing on your breath. Right? So you're not thinking about how do I look doing this or, you know, you're not thinking about anything else in relation to your body it's like observing your body from a detached third party position some people you know also meditate by observing their life or their thoughts from again that completely detached position so they they use that as a time to review their life to observe their thoughts feelings and actions without judgment you know instead they're curious without being without feeling you know, subjective, they take an objective position, a detached position. And from that position, they can see different things than from the position of being in their body and and having those subjective feelings. Things are often different. They, They take a different perception of things. When they're looking as an outsider, perhaps as a fly on the wall, you'll find that you have a different perception about things when you're not in your own body. And so you observe why you're feeling a certain way or why you behaved in a certain way or you observe like what has happened and then you can consider, okay, what can I do better next time or what what can I change? But again, we're taking an objective approach, not a subjective approach. We're looking from an, like an outsider looking in. And so, you know, remember, awareness is the key to change. So these practices are all to make you become more self-aware. And, you know, you could also use meditation as a way to contemplate who you wish to be. So your ideal self, your best self, and focusing on that. Visualizing that even during a meditation from, again, Instead of visualizing it through your own eyes, you're visualizing it from someone else's eyes looking down at you as a third party detached observer, looking at you and how you're thinking, feeling and acting and how you're showing up in the world. I hope that that makes sense. So lastly, I want to talk about journaling. There are lots of different ways, again, to journal. There's no right or wrong way. Again, find what works for you and run with it. But, you know, you could do a brain dump just to externalise all your thoughts and get things onto paper. And what I often find is that externalising my thoughts helps me make sense of them. Right? It's like a maths equation, you know, and I've used that example before. But I guess, you know, a longer maths equation You might not be able to figure it out in your brain, but if you write it on paper and step it out, write it out, it's highly likely that you'll come up with the answer. And that's the same with your thoughts. So brain dumping them and externalizing them on paper can often help you make sense and step through them and get more clarity of what's going on. You can also journal on you know, specific days, how you were thinking, feeling, and acting on, you know, at a specific time or on a specific day. And then you can go back in the future and you can review your thoughts, feelings, and actions at that time. And you can review your progress or how far you've come, right? Journaling is a good tool as well to use as a reflective tool to see where you're at and where you want to be, and then to reflect back on it where you were and how far you've come. You can also follow you know, journal prompts specifically to help, again, foster that self-awareness by considering questions about yourself you don't usually consider. You get to know yourself on a deeper level and what you want in life. It helps you gain clarity, right? You just sit with yourself and see what surfaces when you ask yourself these, these questions that perhaps you don't usually think about. And journaling is also a form of commitment and accountability to oneself. Right, You set out intentions, you set out what you're going to do and how you're going to do that or what steps you need to take. And then you know, when you come back and review that, you can say, okay, have I achieved this? Have I taken these steps that I said I was going to take? And use that as accountability. If you haven't, then you need to take those steps and a form of commitment by committing to yourself, this is what I'm going to do or this is what I want to change. This is how I'm going to do it. So if you have any questions about today's episode or would like to get in contact with me, you can email me at danny at stepintoyourpowercoaching.com or DM me on Insta, which is stepintoyourpower underscore. And I will link both of those in the show notes. Don't forget to register for the free masterclass on the keys to creating change in your life. It is only four days away and it is not one that you want to miss. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it all made sense. And I hope that you can start to incorporate some of these mindfulness practices in your life and notice how they change your life. So if you did enjoy today's episode, please share the episode with a friend or on your Insta stories. I also appreciate you rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the pod in your podcast app as it really helps me gain credibility and reach more people, which is my aim. So I will leave it at that for today, but I hope you all enjoy your Friday and enjoy your weekend and have a good week next week. And I look forward to speaking to you all again next Friday and to seeing you at the free masterclass on Tuesday. All right, bye guys.